following is a presentation of Main Street Media, your source for news, sports, and information on Main Street in Middle Tennessee. Welcome into Main Street Preps this week. I'm Russell Venezzi, joined as always by Tyler Palmatier, who has uh, overcome some computer difficulties to join us today. So, Tyler, you doing all right? I'm uh, doing as best as I can. Good. Glad to hear it. Well, we've got another fun show lined up today. We are going to recap week two in just a minute. We are going to talk about uh, week three, give some picks and previews for that. Uh, But the big highlight is we have Riverdale coach Will Kreisky set to join us and we are going to jump right into that coach interview now uh if we can get will here on the line uh, how are you doing hey will thanks for joining us hey will hey how's it going doing well sir congrats to your team on this 2-0 start you've got so far um for those that don't know riverdale has beaten franklin and rossview to start this season uh will what have you liked about what you've seen from your team here in the early going uh, you know, what I've liked so far is we have a lot of unexperienced players. You know, we only returned two or two returning starters on each side of the ball, and I thought those guys had played well. Um, I've been really proud of our special teams. We really emphasize a lot on special teams, and I've, I've been proud to, of those guys picking up where we left off last year. Um, you know, offense is, is coming along uh, not as fast as we'd like, but they're, they're getting there. Um, guys are getting on the same page. Uh, defensively, you know, with Caleb Herring and Isaac Oglesby, those guys are are leading leading the other guys on the defense, and and you know, I'm just liking the way these guys are playing together as a team. Will, uh, I always like to ask opposing coaches about some of the teams they've played to sort of help give us some insight. But you guys beat Franklin 14 to 10 in, in week one, and that's a program that's uh, trying to improve uh, in year two under Alex Melton. What stood out to you about Franklin? Uh, Franklin is a very disciplined football team. Coach Melton is doing a really good job. Um, they they got some up front. They're really, I thought they were really physical up front uh, on both sides of the ball. I thought those guys played really hard. Um, I think their quarterback did a great job managing the game. And when they needed him to make a big play, he did. Um, you know, people don't realize we've been playing Franklin for the last seven, eight years. And I think all but last year was the only not, not one score game we've had. Um, you know, it's it's kind of gotten to be a rivalry between Franklin and Riverdale, and we either played them week one or week two of the season. And I thought that um, again, the quarterback managed the game well, and I thought their defense was just always in the right spot. And they did; they're a very well coached team. Let's dive into your team a little bit more here, Will. Obviously, it starts with Tennessee commitment and an edge rusher Caleb Herring, uh, just such a handful for opposing offensive lines to try to deal with. How does his play and leadership set the tone for the rest of your defense? Yeah, Caleb does a good job leading the defense. Um, you know, he, he's a very talented individual, and, and he he does a very good job with leading the guys and, and motivating the guys in the practice. You know, he does a very good job coming off the edge and disruption. I mean, anytime you got a guy like that with his size and his speed, you know, he's able to create, you know, a lot of havoc, on you know, for the opposing offenses. And, you know, he'll drop back and pass coverage sometimes too, and he's athletic enough to be able to do that. So we're able to do a lot of things with him just because of his athletic ability. Are you guys defending the the run or the pass better right now, Will? Uh, well, you know it it, dep- it depends what day it is. You know, with uh, all these guys, I think right now, 
you know, uh, we got some uh, really good uh, skilled kids in the secondary, and and they've done a good job of getting on the same page and communicating. So, you know, I, I guess you would say right now, you know, we're defending the pass a little bit better. Um, but, you know, I think those guys up front, you know, because we lost a lot of our – we lost all but one linebacker in Caleb, and then we lost our three interior guys. And uh, so, you know, the run game is it's, – it's coming together on defense. Um, but uh, I guess if you say one's above the other right now, it would be the secondary. And then looking on the offensive side of the ball, Will, there were some big changes there over last year. Of course, uh, the Holcombs uh, have moved on. Jamison Holcomb, your three-year starting quarterback, is now a walk-on at Troy. And his dad, Kelly, was the offensive coordinator. Uh, been replaced, though. Both of them have been replaced by some capable hands. Um, Saudi Daisy, former Saudi Daisy coach Justin Barnes is now your OC. And uh, Lipscomb Academy transfer, Braden Graham, has stepped in at quarterback. Uh, I'm curious how that kind of offensive transition is going and, and kind of where things stand there on that side of the ball. Uh, it's, it's going very well and smooth. You know, Graham and uh, Coach Barnes work very well together, and, and they stay and they, they work relentlessly to get things going on the offense. You know, it's good to have a former head coach, you know, doing the offense because he understands everything, a day-to-day operation of what a head coach has to do. So, you know, he, he does a very good – he's doing a very good job implementing his – his plan in each week and, and putting his system in throughout the summer. And I've been really, really uh, pleased with him and what he's done. And, you know, having, having Graham come over has, has been good for us. And, and the kid is a competitor. Um, he's, he's, he's a true competitor and, you know, he comes out there every day to get better and, and he helps his teammates get better. Uh, both those guys are, are working very hard and, and, and doing the things the right way. Well, we've we've made, a, especially the last couple of years, a lot about your defense because it, that unit was so good last year. I think we've kind of not even mentioned the, the departure of Alex Mitchell at that linebacker spot. He was so big. But who's maybe a guy on your offense that uh, is not necessarily being talked about right now that's been helping out? Well, uh, I think on offense, you know, we have uh, – we're running two running backs, Isaiah Verser, which I think he's very explosive. Isaiah – has some really good uh, kickoff returns against uh, Franklin, and he, he's done a good job. He's uh, he's done a good job of running the ball. I think he had scored a, uh, I think it was a 50-yard touchdown against Rossview, and he had some really good runs against um, Franklin. So I think he's kind of been overshadowed. And Jalen Thompson's done really well for us on the offensive side of the ball. He had a 73-yard run, uh, not pass completion the other night, and uh, you know I think some of those guys. Come along, but but a guy that we, we really don't talk about much is Ryan Edmiston. He plays, he, he's kind of the new Alex Mitchell for us. He plays outside backer, and then also he plays the tight end uh, spot for us. And he's done really well, not only with catching the football, but he's done a, a outstanding job with blocking. And things get fun this week, Will, with the backyard brawl, the first of several big uh, Rutherford County area rivalries. Uh, and the, the matchup is really interesting because, of course, you guys, like we talked about, have this stingy defense um, that doesn't give up a lot of points. And Blackman has an offense that likes to score a lot of points. And I know that was kind of the, the situation last year as well, but you guys rolled in that game 49 to 18. Is there any reason to believe that this this game will be tougher this time around, you know, in year two with Chandler Tiger? Oh, yeah, it's going to be real tough. You know, he got all his guys back and he's got his quarterbacks back and his skill kids back and, and you know he, he's doing a good job with implementing his system it's going it's going to be it's going to be a handful for us on Friday night and those guys are well coached and well prepared so it's going to be uh, it's going to be real tough it, it it'll be a lot different than it was last year and we got a lot of new faces out there but 
you know, again, like you said, it's it's a rivalry game, rather in in county game. So those games are always fun and creates a great high school atmosphere. Yeah, well, the the or the uh, you know the Murfreesboro rivalries are are pretty are pretty great in all sports, um, and in football, you know that's no different. Uh, what what's special about the Murfreesboro rivalries? Why? What makes them unique, or what what enhances that environment? Well, what what really enhances is what this community does with the athletics and how much they support these kids with athletics. You know, it it goes back to the when it was just two schools, Riverdale and Oakland, and as they've built more schools in this community, you know, people has jumped on board and really they really get behind. Like you said, it doesn't matter what sport it is; they really get behind their school, the community of their sport, and 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 these kids, and that's what brings out special. I mean. That's what makes it so special. I mean, you'll if you if you're around Friday night and you come over here to Riverdale, you'll see how special it is in, in this community and what they do and the atmosphere they bring and the student bodies. It's just it's a true high school, you know, rivalry game. And like you said, not not only with Blackman but all the county schools. Yeah, that's the good stuff right there. And Will, we hope you guys have a a great crowd and uh, best of luck this week. And uh, really appreciate you taking some time out of uh, what's sure a busy week to uh, to spend a few minutes with us. So thanks. Hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate y'all promoting this game and appreciate what y'all do promoting these athletes. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. That's been Riverdale coach Will Kreisky. His team's off to a 2-0 start, looking to make it 3-0 against Blackman. And Tyler, we are going to co- take a quick break here and then come back with some week two takeaways. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931 388 5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. 
Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. All right, it's time to talk some week two high school football recap here. Uh, full disclosure, I was not around for a lot of week two. Covered a Thursday game, uh, Nashville Christian at Good Pasture, but I was out of town and uh, enjoying a bachelor weekend in the Asheville area. Did some pretty serious hiking. I'm not much of a hiker, Tyler, but uh, made it out of a pretty treacherous hike alive, so I was, I was glad for that. But while I was doing all that, uh, a, lot of, a lot of great high school football was played. Uh, probably none bigger than that Lipscomb game that was on ESPN. They took down Thompson, a defending Alabama state champion on national television. Uh, what'd you kind of make of that performance and, and kind of what it means overall for, for the Mustangs in their season? Yeah, it's obviously, it's a, it's a program, you know, watermark or milestone. Uh, you know, a lot of people now will, you know, maybe remember the team that went down to Alabama and, and took down, you know, a three-time defending state champion on national TV and and then even more so, you know, in the manner they did it, you know, rallying from two touchdowns down. And uh, they'll remember the highlights. I mean, Caleb Beasley returned a fumble 99 yards for a touchdown. That's, that's big time. Um, and I think we just need to remember, too, what Lipscomb's doing despite the, the absence of, of Luther Richardson and, and Alex Broom from last year. Teams reload – often, but those two guys uh, made up a huge amount of stat production for them, and they were just performers. They showed up every night and were able to do it, and I, I think it's probably wrong to just assume you're going to plug guys in there to be able to just do that right off the bat. So I'm impressed by what they're doing, Russell. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, Trent Dilfer is fully delivering on all the promises he made kind of in his introductory press conference when he said he was going to build Lipscomb into a power. And he was going to make it a place that a lot of people want to be. And that's what it's turned into. Um, so credit to him for, you know, coming through on his word there and, and really developing a, another high school football power right here in Nashville. Uh, and speaking of high school football powers, you know, you were at a great game, CPA at Brentwood Academy. Brentwood Academy pulled that one out. Uh, you know, you got George McIntyre, quarterback, um, with the same name as, of course, the Vanderbilt coach. We've documented that in, on our website, MainStreetPreps.com. But he's, you know, adapting well, it seems to – you know, as the starter in his first couple games. And it certainly helps when you've got a running back like Deuce Scott, who you can just hand the ball off to and let him do the rest. Uh, what would you make of Brentwood Academy and that win they got over CPA? Brentwood, yeah, Brentwood Academy, uh, aside from McIntyre, let's just sort of look at, you know, they're, they're, they can be, they can control things on both sides of the line of scrimmage. CPA tried many times unsuccessfully to, to break some runs up the middle and, they're good on that side, and Deuce Scott's a great – you always – never hurts to have a running back that can <clears throat> go for 200 yards, and it's not easy to go for 200 yards rushing against <clears throat> CPA. They're traditionally very physical and, and good up front, but then there's McIntyre, who it seems like every bit of uh, – looks like every bit of the hype, even though he's young. He's all of 6'5". Uh, he's still got a thin frame and he's, that he's going to fill out. 
but I'm, he's kind of like watching a kind of a young, uh, you know, kind of he's kind of a young deer out there. He's kind of learning his body <laughs> a little bit. He's he's a little lanky, but I mean, his running stride is super long. He's got some speed. He he's elusive, and it's just fun to watch him throw the football. He's got a great motion, and Brentwood Academy is really not trying to do too much with him. It's not like this is streak down the field and let George throw it up. I mean, they do a lot of check down stuff, short stuff that kind of sets up longer passes, but they're not putting him in positions that he's uncomfortable in. So he's in great hands with Cody White, I think, the head coach at, at BA, um, who is just insistent on not getting ahead of himself or maybe allowing George to get ahead of himself where he's at in this in what's going to be a furious recruiting process in the next few years for him. Yeah, it would certainly be easy to get caught up in that hype because I believe Saturday morning he uh, picked up an offer from Tennessee. Doesn't get a whole lot bigger than that as a quarterback in in state in Tennessee. So, uh, yeah, I guess it speaks to the potential that a lot of colleges uh, see in George, and uh, we're uh, you know pretty excited to see his development over the next few years. I'm sure uh, Brentwood Academy is as well. Um, but Tyler, let's let's do one public school here. Uh, it's not often that you see Pearl Cone at zero and two. And I know they've played some tough teams, lost to Cane Ridge by a narrow margin. Then, uh, you know, got beat around pretty good by NBA, which is no shame in that at all. NBA looks like every bit of the uh, state contender they were last year, if not maybe better. But, um, yeah, Pearl Cone at 0-2. What do you, you think is going on with them, and do you like them to bounce back? Uh, I know they've got Hillwood this week, but uh, do you like them to kind of get on track here pretty soon? Yeah, they're going to be fine. The The – front-loading your schedule with larger schools that are a little more developed. You know, Cane Ridge is, uh, had a core, it has a core group back and, uh, NBA, every bit of a core group back that started the year, just, uh, absolutely ready to play. They blew out Ravenwood too. I mean, uh, so I don't think Pearl, I just, there's no, I wouldn't worry about Pearl Cohen. I think they're going to come around. Their schedule is going to even out and, they're going to have, they're going to be, they're going to grow probably more than they're going to take any steps back after these two losses. Uh, you know, the team I've been most impressed with against another team that front loads the schedule is East Nashville, what they've done beating father Ryan, a team that turned around and beat Brentwood and, and then handling Stewart's Creek relatively easily. I mean, those were both double digit wins for East Nashville and at quarterback Zach Beard's thrown for 200 yards in, in both games. And that's, so he looks like he's probably improved as a passer and there's plenty of uh, weapons back for him um, with Bobby Joyner going over hundred yards receiving. So it's, uh, I'm really impressed by what they're doing. I think Pearl Cone's going to be fine, but I'm really interested to see uh, if East Nashville's as good as they've shown in the, in its first two games. And I think that, I, you know, I think they're pretty good. Yeah, they've got some momentum over there because they graduated quite a bit. I don't have it in front of me, but they graduated quite a few guys off that defense last year. And um sounds like that's just a place that, again, he's kind of built, riding that momentum from the state championship game and, uh, you know, doing a great job with Jamal Stewart, I believe now in his third season. Uh, it's really got them rolling. So, uh, and I'll, I'll give a quick shout out too to, to Good Pasture. Um, that was the game I covered before I went out of town. They were able to hold on and beat. Uh, Nashville Christian last year's division two single a runner up. And uh, you know, it's their second year under Greg cotton. He kind of was thirst into that role uh, thrust into that role when uh, Tyler Turner left kind of last minute in the spring in 2021. And 
you know, they struggled last year, but now they're two and oh with uh, wins over St. George's and Nashville Christian. And, um, you know, they've, they've got that division there with CPA and Lipscomb that we've talked about that is just going to be, is real top heavy, but I'll be interested to see kind of behind those two teams, uh, what happens with the middle region, you know, you got Davidson Academy, FRA, good pasture, BGA, uh, you know, I'll be interested to see if any of those teams can kind of put up a fight against the CPAs and Lipscombs of the world, at least make those games more competitive than they have been in the last two years. And it seems like, you know, early returns here, good pastures, at least on their way to, to doing that. So Anyways, I think that's all I've got for week two, Tyler, unless there's anything we missed or anything else that you saw that, you, that caught your eye. Uh, well, there's, you know, there's a lot going on. Um, some confusing results too. You know, I thought the father Ryan yeah. result against Brentwood was sort of tough to figure out. Uh, but I think father Ryan's got a, got a defense that's, that's pretty good. And it's just kind of interesting to see these are the ebbs and flows of the early season. So it's, it's kind of hard to, be definitive with the things we say. Cause I, I think we'll see a lot better football this week. I think the first two weeks are, you know, it's yeah. just, just not far for, removed from uh, the preseason. So things will start to solidify, I think, and we'll probably start to see some better football too. Yeah. It's always great when the product can kind of short itself up as the season goes on. And you know, what you were talking about is some of the unpredictability leads us right into our next segment, uh, which is going to be our previews and picks for some of the top games for week three. And we will get to that right after these messages. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. <laughs> 
Zion Christian Academy. ZionEagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's ZionEagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731, and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes! Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in. It's time to talk about week three here. Season is rolling right along, and we are going to preview some of the games that we will be covering this Friday and this Thursday too, I should say. And the Thursday game, Tyler, McGavick at Cane Ridge, you're planning to be there. Two Metro teams off to good starts. Both of them are 2-0. and Somebody's going to have to lose this one, though. Uh, what, what do you kind of see foresee for that game on Thursday? Yeah, Cane Ridge kind of cruised in this one last year, but I don't, I don't think that's going to happen this time. I think McGavick is improved, uh, and it's in a new offensive system. And when you bring your quarterback back uh, and, and a receiver in, in Demetrius Bell, a former Michigan State commitment, uh, they're averaging more than 30 points per game now. Um, but I think Cane Ridge is a little, more, a little too stout, a little too uh, maybe established with its – players and I think Cane Ridge wins 34-31 quarterback uh, Siobhan Abdullah kicks a field goal at some point to make up the difference I've got this one coming down to a field goal as well Uh, Cane Ridge 21 McGavick 18 so we're thinking along the same lines there Uh, how about our game of the week we just talked with Will Kreisky about that one Blackman at Riverdale should be should be an exciting game should be a great crowd like we mentioned um Right now, I've got. I think I've got to give the edge to Riverdale, though, Tyler. With that defense, man, that's that's just that's a tough one to crack. And Blackman, you know, had a hard time with it last year. Of course, Riverdale maybe had a little more prolific, or at least a more um, maybe developed offense at that time, just because it was a senior quarterback working with his former NFL quarterback of a dad, Kelly Holcomb. Uh, you know, as the offensive coordinator, that was a real well-oiled machine. But uh, you know, they've got, like you said, talented quarterback in there, Braden Graham. He was right in the mix there to win that Lipsum Academy job until Hank Brown uh, kind of took over. So seems like they're in a good place there. And so I like Riverdale to take this one 27 to 13 over Blackman. Yeah, I like Riverdale too. Russell, I've got Riverdale 28, Blackman 21. I think Riverdale's defense gets it done. Uh, that that front is, is going to make life kind of tough on Blackman, I think. And then Blackman is expected to to not have a receiver in Cal commitment, Ben Marshall, which is is too bad for for that team, especially right before a big game. Uh, but that's going to make a, a enough of a that's going to make a difference too. I shouldn't say it's going to make the difference. I think I I, I like Riverdale twenty eight twenty one. 
for this next one, I really went back and forth, so I'm interested to see what you think. But Franklin Road Academy at Davidson Academy, that's that's one I had a hard time with. What about you? Yeah. Yeah, I I had a hard time too. Davidson Academy sort of got uh, rolled last week against Boyd Buchanan, um, which is in its first year under uh, the great, you know, the the most winning against coach in Tennessee history and Gary Rankin. Um, but, and, and I kind of like Davidson Academy in this one. I've got Davidson Academy 28, FRA 21. FRA has two nice wins against Nashville Christian and Silverdale, but uh, I think Knox Roberts is uh, the quarterback of Davidson Academy. is going to have a big game. Uh, he gets a little more comfortable with his receivers. Davidson Academy wins. I definitely felt like that was the, probably the safer pick, but I'm going to go out on a, on a limb here and, uh, say that Franklin Road Academy is going to keep it keep it rolling here with a uh, thirty five to thirty four win. So some points and a close game, but uh, and you know, in in his first year at at FRA, Justin Geisinger seems to uh, seems to have them kind of going in the right direction. They've got a quarterback now and Logan Kennard that's settling into that role after um, I believe a quarterback competition in preseason camp, uh, and he won that job and has done well. And then Ty Clark, great playmaker for for FRA. He kind of flew under the radar last year a little bit. Um, I know he, he played quite a bit, but I think just FRA wasn't that strong and they weren't, you know, kind of grabbing the headlines uh, as much. But I believe he's had two huge games to start the season, including 200 plus yards uh, in, in their last win. So uh, anyways, I'm going to go out on a limb there and side with FRA, but I really would not be surprised if that game went either way there. Um, and to wrap it up, let's talk Pope Prep at Father Ryan. Uh, you mentioned kind of the uh, the enigma of Father Ryan. They they got kind of shellacked in week one against East Nashville, and they bounced back last week um, to beat Brentwood. Uh, Pope Prep, on the other hand, has been really consistent with Kenny Minchie guiding the ship there at quarterback. Uh, they put up 34 points, I believe, in each of their first two games and won both of them. And, uh, you know, that experience, I feel like, is is going to serve them well here on the road in this this uh, Catholic school uh, matchup. Uh, two, I think the only two – uh, football playing Catholic high schools in Nashville. Uh, I've got Pope Prep taking this one 27 to 14. What do you think, Tyler? Yeah, I've got Pope Prep 31 and Father Ryan 14. I just, I think Kenny Minchie is just going to make it happen. I think that offense is going to be really good. It is really good. If Father Ryan's going to play good defense and they're going to win some games with that, but I don't think in this instance it's going to be enough to stop. Uh, Minchie and, and what the Knights have on offense. Yeah, it's, it's a fun passing attack and uh, should should put up some more points on Friday. And, uh, you know, pretty good slate of games here. Maybe a little bit less to talk about than there's been these first few, few weeks, and I'm okay with that. Maybe we can kind of settle in here to the season and uh, have a better idea what's going on. But, hey, for our, our picks for all of those games, all the top games in the area, you can check MainStreetPreps.com anytime Wednesday afternoon and beyond, and those will be posted. Uh, and until next time, we would love for you to visit the site and keep up with all of our coverage at MainStreetPreps.com and on Twitter at MainStreetPreps. Uh, but we appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you next time on Main Street Preps this week.